Hi, my name is Jean-Claude Chipama, uh, the new CEO of uh, Utilsat in charge of uh, broadband in, in Africa. Welcome to the show, Jean-Claude. Thank you. And uh, I must also welcome to the show uh, Musa Kalenga, my co-host on africantechroundup.com. Welcome, bro. Thank you very much. Forget me not, as we always say. But thank you. It's good to be back. Happy to chat to you today, sir. Absolutely. Now, I typically do most of these interviews alone, but uh, Musa's in Paris with uh, with um, the rest of the African Tech Roundup team. So, yeah, you're pretty special, sir. Yeah, I'm lucky. <laughs> Look, I mean, you're fairly fresh in your role. Give us a, a lead up into what would have led you to your, your current position at Utilsat. So, uh, basically, I was, um, a couple of years ago, I was the uh, managing director for uh, Canal Plus, which is the French broadcaster in uh, the French countries. Um, we spent uh, like five years of uh, uh, how will the, the, the African market will react into uh, French or, or Western programs uh, on the TV. So we we tended to like to find a good approach to to the market. Uh, so from there, prior to that, I was uh, with Microsoft, uh, head of uh, Western uh, Africa. Uh, and then I spent uh, 10 years in the um, telco industry with uh, mobile uh, operators. So um, to me, uh, there, is, there was something that was missing. You know, I, I was part of the team that brought the first, the first uh, cell phone in DRC uh, in 1999. So I was uh, lucky to be uh, part of that journey. And then when um, the opportunity of uh, b- bringing um, uh, uh, internet access, uh, high-speed internet access to Africa uh, has uh, shown up, uh, so I quick jump onto uh, the opportunity. I mean, it sounds like you, you know, across this value chain of, I suppose, web services, um, telecoms, certainly telecoms products and so on and so forth. Uh, but what have you found the most interesting, most stimulating in a professional sense? Think of all the things you've done. Uh, actually, uh, my uh, role at Celtel uh, at that time was... Uh, uh, was uh, I was uh, in a commercial team where uh, we were teaching people how to like answer the phone. You know, that was the first time. You know, people were uh, how do they recharge the phone? How do they plug in? Get power? Uh, we were you know amazed to see so how the cell phone has changed the behavior uh, of people in Africa. So. Uh, they, they were kind of a mission behind the business that we're doing. So uh, at uh, Canal Plus, uh, uh, I can remember that we were in the middle of nowhere, um, uh, 300 kilometers away from Kinshasa, where we found uh, um, a, a little house uh, made in stone, you know, in a village way. Uh, but they got an antenna on the roof of the of the house, and they could see uh, Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona playing. Uh, and the guy was telling us that uh, uh, the, his children could now pick up some English words because they they tend to uh, listen into the TV show. You know, it's it's changed their life. So I think that experience uh, was. Uh, 
the most powerful in terms of you know uh, touching our our soul, touching our our own uh, values in in the continent. Yes. And so I mean I'm I'm very interested because it seems like you've obviously you, the, the the words you used was that you used to introduce a mobile phone when people just had to learn how to switch it on, right? And now you're kind of in the space where you are taking that mobile device and you you're laying down the connection between that mobile device and the rest of the world, which is which is internet. Um, and and I'd really like to get your view and your opinion on how how you think that translates into the into social change that happens in environments um, like the one that you're describing, where there there's nothing available. I think a lot of internet uh, providers and the, and the bigger ones. My, my experience when I was at Facebook was that there's a huge conundrum and there's a huge battle within organizations about the good that has to translate as a result of. Um, so I'm really interested to hear what, uh, what your view is on that. Yes, we are, we are a big company. We are a corporation. We, the helm is uh, to do business. But beyond that, uh, you, you could see how uh, we have a product called, uh, um, called um, Hotspot Wi-Fi. Uh, so where we... we we incorporated a hard drive so that can provide free content to to schools uh, so when I said that there is a kind of mission that need to be uh, achieved, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing business but transforming life of people because a school uh, that is in a rural area because the, the, the internet via satellite that we're providing is a complementary solution to fiber optic that is existed to today. So we're not targeting big cities where fiber, 3 G, 4G is, is available. No, we want to go further beyond. We want to go where people, uh, where the majority uh, uh, numbers shows that there are more than three million, 300 million people that are living uh, more than 50 kilometers away from fiber optics in, uh, in Africa. So that's where the, the, the huge population is located. So the solution that we are bringing to Africa is uh, to enable those guys, uh, schools, uh, farmers. I went to Nairobi to, no, now up uh, Nairobi when I visited a tea farmer when uh, I could see that uh, it's a family, uh, they needed internet connection to actually to get in touch with their uh, broker that was in, uh, in, uh, in, um, in Mombasa dealing with uh, um, with uh, distributors uh, abroad so they needed internet every day so we are happy to kind of contribute to to you know to enable that capability uh, so that has an impact a real impact on the people's life a big part of what you have to do is innovation a big part of what you have to do is as you said um create this vision and this mission and and part of that is innovating um can you give us an understanding of your relationship with uh with uh, regulators right because regulators form a important part of your uh, your ecosystem as uh, stakeholders um but also potentially as enablers to this vision and to to allow you to be able to execute on some of the things that you're planning to do so Africa is not uh, unfortunate one country. So it has uh, uh, each country has its own regulations. Uh, I, I think uh, we uh, we as um, uh, a sit uh, what's a corporate uh, uh, company 
we are trying to uh, to get the closest relationships that we can uh, build with uh, regulators so that we can tell them what actually is happening, how the co co consumer is uh, behaving so that they can uh, also understand, better understand. So uh, when I was uh, with uh, Canal Plus, we had uh, so many sessions. Uh, we were invited into a regulations uh, committee across Africa where we can explain how does uh, the, the Canal Plus uh, works. Because most of the guys uh, in some countries, they don't understand how uh, things uh, 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 works. And then uh, I think uh, we position ourselves as a partner to regulators so that we can actually play by the rules because we we are we are um, uh, listed into the stock market so we there's no room for for errors uh, but uh, in the same time we need we need we seek for their support so that we can do uh, what is uh, uh, um, what is required to actually enter the market so it has been uh, identified as a entry barrier that uh, people regulators need to work on uh, policies you know they need to adjust uh, the rules the laws etc so to actually uh, make it happen because the, the, uh, it's, uh, everyone uh, around the table agrees that we need the connectivity but there's still an issue on how we're going to achieve that. So I want to take you back to the experience you cited or the patch of your corporate experience that you cited as some of the most stimulating, perhaps most enriching, challenging aspects. Um, and I want you to think back to that time and think of some of the assumptions or projections you made um, about where tech would be in 2018 <laughs> and how many of those things have actually come to fruition and how many of those things were total nonsense uh, th think about that time when you were helping someone learn how to dial a phone and stuff like that what what did you think was possible then to end <laughs> and what's actually come true um, lucky, uh, luckily at uh, Microsoft, we had a division that actually uh, does that exercise. So the the kind of uh, uh, dreamers they try to figure out what will happen in ten years, uh, how people. Uh, what kind of phones, what type of software people will need, what kind of services. Uh, I can remember in 2011 in Atlanta, they were showing us that we could talk to the phone and the phone will, uh, will, uh, uh, will respond and, you know, like... Uh, like Alexa. Like Alexa or uh, Siri, etc. So at that time, we were like, those guys are very, very crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I think in their role, it's important to try to, you know, to be like in advance. So it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a strength for, for Utelsat because uh, we are a way in advance into uh, satellite technology uh, where uh, the, the, the K-band can actually do internet. So that was not uh, uh, possible 10 or to 15 or 30 years ago. So it was very challenging because the, they used to say that a satellite uh, connection is, uh, is, um, is, uh, is, uh, is expensive. It's, uh, you know, when you think about the satellite, 
your mind will go to a, a huge uh, dish. Uh, you know, sort of, it's sort of uh, uh, very inaccessible uh, uh, stuff. While now we are talking about a small dish that put uh, on top of, on, on, the, on top of your house, and then you got uh, uh, a 10, uh, 10 gig, uh, 20, 50 unlimited uh, uh, volumes that you can share on data. So it's uh, uh, yeah, I think we we kind of like it because uh in the tech uh companies yes we have people that spend 100% of their time in uh, figure out what will happen in 10 years but i mean do you remember when you were in that position i mean literally think about a day when you were helping someone you know learn to to play with a phone like what did you where do you think that was going at the time where did you think that could and would go to be honest I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine myself that today we could spend let's say sixty percent of our time on our phone. That was unbelievable uh, at that time. So it's very tough uh, as a as a as a person, uh, but as a corporate corporation, yes, we we are lucky because we have people around uh, the table that can can do that on our on our behalf, but. Uh, uh, I went to uh, Luputa. Luputa is a small village in uh, in um, in uh, DRC. So I went to deliver the first phone for my grandmother. So we spent like uh, three weeks, but she couldn't make it. She couldn't actually. Uh, so today, uh, still up to now, you you still need to 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 show how to use the phone. So it's a. Uh, you know, it's it's really challenging. It's it's actually funny because it's a generational gap, actually, yeah. mentally speaking. And and the funny thing is, the acceleration that happens once they grasp. So I mean, a lot of people, and even in my case, I've I've seen older generations of people resist technology until they point that they realize what it's there for. Then 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 the learning almost accelerates, if that makes sense. Someone was telling me in my office the other day that their grandmother learned how to use WhatsApp. And so now she all she does is just voice call. All she, she wants to video call. She wants to see what's happening. So she's almost gone from a point of not knowing what this thing does. All of a sudden, the penny drops. And then you get this acceleration of use. And I think that's where the growth in terms of uh, um, data consumption is coming from as far as uh, habits and behaviors that, that are changing. But what keeps you up at night? I mean, what, I mean, truly having this knowledge now to say that we're sitting on this opportunity, but we actually don't even know what it may end up looking like or shaping up to be. What keeps you up, away, uh, up at night about that can i add to that question uh you must know that there are a lot of people who perceive big corporates like utilsat as slow and sluggish and the last place to be able to envisage and act on this future that's coming from and there's like a whole bunch of potentially disruptive technologies and technology players who are looking to to be ready for a future that may be a utilsat or someone like them can't imagine. So again, in the in the context of all of that, like what keeps someone like you up at night? Uh, you know, the, I'm sticking to the fact that uh, I have a great opportunity so to to change people's life. I have something powerful in my hand. So I want uh, uh, when I go to to, to bed uh, uh, in my dream, uh, I try to imagine tomorrow. There are people in my village, in my father's village, where they can connect uh, to uh, uh, to internet. They could have uh, access to internet via phone, via via, via PC. 
uh, that actually drives me. There is a kind of hope uh, that uh, the, the unexpected will happen. Uh, that that for sure, but uh, uh, I I know for sure that uh, Utelsat, uh, for instance, is not known for the public because we are so technological uh, company. Also, like mostly B two B. If we're honest, like you, you um, Utelsat's not big on. In fact, if I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you have a B two C. A sensibility brand-wise. I don't know if that's part of who and what you guys try and be. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's why we, 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 we launched uh, Connect Africa. Uh, Connect Africa is going to be uh, a brand that we do the B2B, B2C in Africa. Yes. You touched on regulation earlier, Musa, and some of the more enlightened regulators I speak to, policymakers I've spoken to, uh, their distrust of large corporates in this space usually stems from the fact that they'll say that um, those institutions aren't designed to think for longer than the quarterly cycle, the annual cycle, the four-year cycle, in the case of most, the average tenure of a CEO or whatever. Um, and I think it's fair criticism. Um, give me a sense of uh, how you personally think about your ability to act on what you've just said, this vision you've, you've, you've painted in... In an, in, in an entity, in a structured investment climate that really just thinks month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year, when Africa needs people to think decades in, in, at a time and, and do the best for, for, for Africa based on a very long, long mindset. Give me a sense of how you think about these things. I personally uh, truly believe that um, there is a kind of ecosystem, a platform set up within Utilsat to help me uh, to actually achieve that goal. Otherwise, I wouldn't be there. <laughs> if I can't, uh, I can't actually make my dream of uh, enabling uh, Africa with connectivity uh, come through, then uh, I will seek for other business to do. Uh, and there are plenty of them that are, are available in, in Africa. But uh, uh, it has been clear, made and stated, uh, written uh, within the group and uh, that we want to go to Africa for long term. We, want, we are not uh, uh, keen into how much money we need to invest. So a satellite is very expensive. So we've already invested into a Connect satellite that will come uh, to life into 2020. Uh, we are we have two capacities now that is uh, going to cover most uh, 20 more than 20 country countries in Africa. So it's investment. It's a huge money. We're not talking about uh, you know you know taxi uh, money. Uh, the unit that is going to set up the business is setting up the business in Africa. Yes, uh, will have its own uh, resources that will uh, come the, the the dream comes to reality. Uh, there's no sense of yes, we have a business we, we we've listed, but uh, again, uh, uh, there's no other way to do business in Africa if you don't. Uh, uh, you have kind of uh, personal attachment to towards that drives and uh, made me uh, 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 motivated. 
I'm interested to know, I mean, and I always ask this question around uh, talent and, and skills. You know, it's a, big, uh, it's a big challenge. And in a business like Laws, I, I can imagine even more so. Um, so, and I'm a, I'm a student, fourth year, sitting in my dorm listening to this interview, and I'm super inspired by your vision and your mission. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you go about looking for talent, identifying African talent, bringing it into the fold, um, and, and how it is that people can start to subscribe to your, business, your, your, your goal and your vision um, if you're looking at trying to get the next generation of people who can potentially imagine the new products of the future, the new uses of the future, etc., etc. We have a new website that uh, is online already, connectafrica.com. So where people can actually see what jobs are available, where how they do, how can they apply, uh, uh, and then, as I said before, we want to partnership with locals. We want to do business not alone, but with uh, African companies uh, in Nigeria, in uh, in DRC, in South Africa. So we are partnering with uh, locals. So the locals then. Uh, we go to, to the university, uh, we will partner with uh, a school, technical schools, where uh, we can find uh, uh, local people that are able to have basic knowledge so we can train them on how, uh, uh, what is needed to actually operate under, under uh, Utilsat um, and Connect Africa brand. So, this is what we're doing. We, 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 we don't want to do it ourselves because Africa uh, has a talent. Uh, Africa has a people that are keen to uh, start businesses. So, yes, uh, that's, that will be the way uh, of uh, finding right people uh, on the right place. Yep. Uh, from what I understand, at least as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're the first... A black executive in this position um, at at Utilsat. Um, it's certainly a rarity in most, uh, you know, European companies of this nature. Certainly, French companies uh, to have uh, an African born, an African of any kind in in such a responsible position. Why do you think that's the case? I think that the the past years there were uh, uh, maybe lack of uh, of experience, lack of. Uh, uh, educated people, you know, but th- that t- trend is changing. Uh, a lot of companies here in uh, in in Europe, in um, uh, or European or American companies, they they uh, have identified so talented people uh, that since we are talking to business, there are certain things that uh, I think European will never understand uh, how you know. Culture, cultural uh, 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 works in Africa. So I know Helda uh, in a taxi, I need to stand uh, to give uh, uh, a seat. So those are the things that I think uh, they are closely related to the business so that uh, the better you understand the culture, uh, the experience that we have in the, in the continent, then certainly there are some French or uh, Brit- UK British or uh, I don't know, other na- nationality that uh, uh, can uh, check uh, on those uh, criteria, but uh, I think uh, for the for the for, for Utilsat for Connect in uh, in Africa, it it has been decided to have uh, you know uh, people that know the market, people have experienced uh, 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 and some other businesses in Africa, and then uh, uh, you know when I'm talking to. 
to locals, you know, I know the way of uh, uh, talking to people. So it's a kind of advantage on, uh, on the ground, and it's well, always well perceived by locals. Uh, so, oh, here's my brother, oh, uh, come and hug, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I want to do business, oh, yeah, look, let me open the door for you. I know, etc. So, it, you know, there is a kind of, uh, you know, camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, a question, I mean, in my mind that I keep thinking about is that you haven't mentioned much about, about competitors. Um, is this something that worries you at all? Are you keeping an eye on your blind spots? Or right now, are you kind of firmly fixed on your goal? Um, how, are you, how are you considering your competitors at the moment? And I mean, I, I include the likes of, the, you know, these low orbit sat- satellites, <laughs> you know, startup concepts. And yeah, I mean, the world could look very different in, in five years' time, and you're, you're sinking massive cost into infrastructure that you need to sweat over long periods of time. Will it be relevant in another two, three years? I don't know. Yes, it will be. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, I did the economics in uh, school, so I know competition is good. Competition is good for everyone. It's added value for, for the customer. Uh, it's uh, actually benchmark the services, quality of services. So where, that's where I think that we'll, we will make a difference. Uh, we are, uh, I am African and I can, you know, I'm passionate uh, and I want to achieve something. We'll, my kids will remember, I will tell the story that, oh, you know what? My dad used to work for, you know. So this is what uh, we try to achieve. So it's beyond uh, who is playing. Then I know so many players that are in Africa that we want to, in an opportunistic way, to capture the business because people, you know, the growth we come from Africa, uh, the GDP growth is in Africa. So let's go to Africa. Yeah, people, it's a, it's a 10. Why? So, uh, but myself, I, I truly uh, think that, uh, yes, uh, there will be a difference in the service. Uh, I, I think that uh, we are uh, about to deliver a very high uh, uh, quality service to, to, the, to, to people that will be accessible. Uh, we will partner with uh, locals, so we will be on the ground with them. So, it makes a huge difference. Some t- people can uh, uh, can pay higher price with uh, for for high quality service, uh, then uh, uh, take the cheaper product uh, with no service at all. I can I can see your 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 your, your computers. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the most expensive in in uh, in the market. But why don't why that you are using this computer? Because there is uh, uh, something behind service, product, design, etc. that, you know, you, you're willing to, yes. The man just compared his company to <laughs> the world's most valuable company in the world. For the, for the, for the record, um, Utilsat right up there with Apple, which is okay. I mean, if, <laughs> you're welcome to believe that and it's not a problem. I, <laughs> I have a, a final question I want to ask you. And um, if we were to grant you, Musa and I have the power to grant you a million dollars right now to create a little angel fund, a little angel fund. Your board has approved it. So don't, you know, don't worry about the, <laughs> yes, you've declared it. Um, uh, it won't, it won't uh, impact your tenant in any way. No strings attached. It's money you can afford to lose. But we want to entrust it to you. Um, give me a sense of what sort of startup venture you might invest in on the African continent and where. I think there is um, 
you know, on a personal life, I contribute much into incubators platforms because I believe that uh, uh, Africa needs access to uh, mentors, people that have um, actually succeeded into business. Uh, if you didn't know, I'm sitting as a board director in Equity Bank as um, uh, Equity Kenya, Equity DRC, so I'm part of the board member. I didn't know that. Uh, yes, <laughs> now no, I'll take it. Uh, so we uh, truly think that, yes, money, um, it's, it's good, but before that, we need to help people to make their idea convert it into projects. Because so many people, uh, when you talk to them, uh, and then present you the project, actually, it's uh, just an idea. So if you give them money, then it's 50% uh, 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 of that money or, or more will disappear for a short period of time. So if we, we have uh, uh, money to invest in, is into phase one of transforming ideas in, into projects, uh, and Africa uh, is huge and there is uh, uh, talented everywhere that I've seen so far. Nairobi is a, a big place. Uh, DRC is a, it, a Kinshasa, it's a big place. Uh, Johannesburg, it's a big place. So there's a need everywhere. So I wouldn't choose any particular place that um, being from, Af from DRC Congo, uh, I may start uh, from Kinshasa. <laughs> so you'd probably, what, start a fund, probably figure out uh, who needs what and start to see it in little angel droplets <laughs> all over the continent, just starting in Kinshasa. Yes, 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 of course. Because uh, as I said, uh, that's, uh, to me, it's a priority number one uh, so that people can actually uh, do and design the project, describe it, uh, uh, and then from there, they can access to fund because the banks are there. Uh, uh, they have plenty of money. Uh, we, 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 every day, we give money to, to, to enterprises from 100K to... Uh, 100 million like in uh, in Rwanda uh, uh, equity uh, has done so much so uh, that's happened in real life it's happened money is there but ideas um, and training is not sufficient at, at all it's almost like you you you're talking about enabling an environment where people can fail actually can experiment try and bring something to life bring bring an idea to life it works and you know onto the next thing if it doesn't well you know start because i feel like that's something that's missing on the continent i think we 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 struggle with this idea of failure like i think part of why why that sort of funding is missing is because we don't have a culture in, in on the continent correct me if i'm wrong uh, there there isn't a culture of well here's ten thousand dollars go and try this i like that idea have you tried it no okay here's ten thousand dollars go and try it but that comes with the understanding that that might not work out. Yeah. But I don't think most Africans in a position to fund an endeavor of that nature are comfortable with the idea that that $10,000 might not come back. And that is an investment in itself. Yes, uh, I think it's, uh, it's start to happen. You know, in Singapore, there were a possibility where 
you invest your money and the government said yes if you fail we 50% we we got your money back so yeah you know failure will always happen out of 10 come the startups there's maybe two that will survive so yes we need that uh, that money at earlier stage of uh, of you know assessing the the idea make it transforming into into the project so that's why i think uh, at uh, connect africa where i was talking about enabling uh, partnership into the the country into the continent is to give opportunity to people to local people to partner with us so that we can even educate them how to run a business how to do a business planning how to do accounting how to do, to hire people how to motivate people so it's there is a tangible impact on partnering with uh, locals in Africa Okay, no pressure, but I'm sure there are people in Kinshasa who I can't wait for this fund to form. Uh, <laughs> so maybe you'd have, uh, maybe that's just an idea, maybe for your um, uh, for your 2018 bonus. No pressure. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jean Claude um, of uh, Utilsat. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And thank you to you, Musa Kalenga. My pleasure. Super inspiring story. We'll be watching you closely, and hopefully, we can get you back in a year or so to see some of the magic that you've created. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>